What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, welcome into a Super Bowl edition of What's the Spread? Miles on Sports here, Mr. Brad Thomas. We finally made it. It's the last game of the season, I would say. Not yes. the year, but the last football game of the season. Here we go. Dude, I'm... I'm sad. I'm like, so like every year we look forward to the Super Bowl, but then right after the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, I just feel like I'm going to cry. There's no better feeling to me as a sports fan than especially college football than getting up on a Saturday or getting up on a Sunday, going to the gym and then getting ready to watch football. There's no better feeling. We're going to be without that for a while, but at least we get to celebrate one more time. Yeah, we have a great matchup here. I mean, who would have thought? The Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we knew the uh, we knew there was a chance the Los Angeles Rams would get here. It was a loaded NFC. Uh, yeah. But you and I both said in the beginning when, when we were talking uh, when we were making our wild card picks that the Rams were a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and they proved that in their run to the NFC. So uh, we got the Rams and the Bengals, SoFi Stadium. The Rams are four point favorites. I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and, and make our pick right at the top of the show. All right. Listen, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan. I'm from Cincinnati. It's it's unreal that I get to watch the Bengals in the Super Bowl, but I am here to make you money, and I am going with the Los Angeles Rams minus four, and I'm not really going to think twice about it. We've been talking about the Rams all year, you and me, Brad. Uh, very common team that we pick against the spread uh, week in and week out. At this point, this is a Rams team that is all in. And they have been yeah. all in for a, for a long time now. And they are in their home stadium. And I'm actually surprised that the spread is not a little bit more. I feel like, I mean, some early money went on the Rams. I'm surprised that, there, that there's not more money. There's a lot of hype, you know, behind Joe Burrow, obviously. I just think there's too many mismatches uh, uh, on the field, honestly. Starting up front here with the Rams front seven against a Bengals offensive line who has still had their struggles in the postseason. It's still not a very good offensive line. Burrow has had to do a lot by himself. But when you give Sean McVay two weeks to prepare for a game, and he's been here before. Um, last time it was against the Patriots. They lost 13-3. to He's not going to let yeah. that happen again. He's got stars all over the field who are looking for a ring. And Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, OBJ. You got Matt Stafford at quarterback who's been waiting for this moment his entire career. Burrow's going to be back here. There's no doubt that Burrow is one of the faces of the league. Now, yeah. he has cemented that. But this is Stafford who is going to be calm, collected. Not, not to say that Burrow won't, but there's going to be a lot of pressure on Joe Burrow in this game, Brad. I mean, a lot of pressure. And the Rams have only allowed five sacks this entire postseason. I feel like Stafford's going to be able to do what he wants to do. I'll talk more about that uh, when we get into player props, but... I'm going Rams minus four here. Dude, I'm going Rams minus four. To people, you could sit here and want to be on the Bengals hype train. It's okay to be a fan of Joe Burrow. I'm a fan of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to be fun to watch throughout the years. But we have to start being real. The Bengals played the Chiefs, who are what, like 17th or 23rd in pressure rate? Now they're playing against the number three team in pressure rate. And this... Joe Burrow was pressured something like 42% of dropbacks. Like, 
which is like an extremely high number for as bad as the pass rush is for the Chiefs, he's going to have pressure in his face all game long. I don't think that Joe Burrow's going to go out there and get beat by like 20 points, right. but I do think it's going to be a tough game. The, the Rams, throughout the entire season, I mean, they've only allowed 16 passing touchdowns. Throughout the postseason, they've stifled even some of the sharpest minds at quarterback. It's just been – it's just a mismatch. Um, for the Bengals to win, it's going to have nothing to do with Joe Burrow. And that's gross as it says. It's going to be a meltdown by Matt Stafford. He throws a couple picks. Or maybe right. he, there's a scoop and score. But I just think that defensively, even with the banged-up secondary and Eric Weddle playing safety for the Rams, I think defensively, it's going to be tough sledding for the Bengals. It's going to be hard for them. I'm, I mean, if we want to talk about smart money, you're going to need heroics from Joe Burrow to win this game. Like, I mean, world-class, Hall of Fame cementing heroics because, I mean, it was a nice ride, but you can't get sacked eight times in a game and think you're going to beat the Rams. And like you said, you know, Burrow won't let this be a blowout. But yes. let's not forget last year when we said the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> we did. The Buccaneers pass rush and he couldn't do anything the entire game. So there's, it's it's like you said, like I said, there's too many mismatches over the field. And again, yes, it's great to be a fan of the Bengals. It seems like America is rooting for the Bengals, which yeah. is great. Um, there's just too much working against them, I feel like, in this game. Uh, as I said, this Rams team has an all-in mentality. Not yep. to say the Bengals are not here to win, because they are. But the Rams have an all-in mentality, and they've got veterans all over the field, Brad, who are who are coming into this game in their home stadium. Yep. I just feel like the Bengals just have a lot working against them. For them to get this win, like you said, I mean – it's not really going to come down to Burrow. It's more going to come down to how does the Stafford, offensive line yeah. handles the front seven? You know, how does Stafford play? Does he play mistake-free football? Uh, you know, that's that's really what it's going to come down to. Yeah, and like you said this too, man. The game's being played in L.A. This is much different than a game. the game being played in Tampa. The crowd was pretty even in Tampa. With these ticket prices of the Super Bowl, yeah, this is going to be an L.A. home game. It's just look at the, the cost of living, the amount of money these people make in L.A. Like some of these people who live in L.A. who are diehard fans who are so excited to have a football team in L.A., this is nothing to them. They're more than excited to go to this game and drop 5K, 10K, you know? Yeah. So we'll see how, you know, Burrow and company have done great against, you know, ruckus crowds. But as you said, uh, yeah, I think it is going to be definitely on the side of the Rams as far as a home field advantage. We'll see how that plays out, you know, as as the game goes. But if you're like me and you, and you're coming to this game, this is one of the biggest betting days of the year, right? So let's talk yeah. about this from a pure betting perspective. We're going to get in, in, into some more bets. But, he, but here's here's what I'm thinking: if if you're not if you don't have a vested interest in either team, I think that you should go on the side of the Rams when it comes to player props, when it comes to uh, you know, really any kind of game props. Yeah. Um, I think you need to go on because I think it's more likely that we get a Rams blowout than it is that we get a Bengals blowout. So yeah. if you put your bets, you know, on that side where it's much more likely that the Rams are the one to dominate this game or run away with this game, then you won't be upset about losing those bets. If the Bengals come in here and, you know, play a great game, you at least won't be upset about betting on the Rams because objectively they are the better team. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, 
So let's go ahead and get into something we don't do very often on what's the spread, but let's go ahead and talk about the over-under. It is set at 48 and a half. I'll go ahead and let you start on that one. God, uh, for me, like the under, it, the total just seems like such a coin flip these days in the Super Bowl because right. you look at the last five, what, last four Super Bowls they've gone under. Last 20 has been almost 50-50. Um, and I wasn't even looking at this because I, if I was trying to determine if I was going to bet over-under, I was genuinely, genuinely curious of if it was a trend either way and it's not. I'm going to lean on the side of over. Uh, reason being is I think I do think that the Rams are going to have no problem getting to where they want to go on offense. It's going to be a home game for them. There will be a time where I don't think there's going to be any quit in the Cincinnati team. What's the total seeing at 48 or something? 48 yeah. and a half? 48 and a half, yeah. The Rams are going to put up 20, 28 points. I, I'm already banking on them to put up 28. Now it's up to the Bengals. If the Bengals go out there, let's say Rams have 30 points and the Bengals go up there and put up another 20, we already hit the mark. I just think that it's one of those games where this is the game you sell out for, man. Like this right. is a game where you just don't pack it in and play for the next week. So even if the Rams get a really huge lead or, or their offense is clicking, I think that, that the Bengals are, are good enough to at least put points on the board. Yeah, the under is hot in Super Bowls, but – I'm going over here and, and yeah. you know, I, I don't like betting unders, but, but I will pick an under if I really feel like it's going that way. But mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to Super Bowl, don't root for no points, root for yeah. points, root for touchdowns, go with the over. All right. Let's talk about the Super Bowl MVP. A couple of different ways to go here. Uh, I know that you got something to say. I'm going to go ahead and just start <laughs> with my pick and, and I'm going to go with what I was saying. Whereas I'm not going to put any bets down on, on Bengals players to win the MVP. Maybe for fun, I might. But if I'm going with, okay, here's where I'm going to place my bet. Stafford's the favorite. I realize that. But if the Rams win, I think Stafford gets the MVP as long as he throws 200 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. That's not a bad bet. That's one unit to win one unit on something that I think is very likely to happen. Because if the yeah. Rams win, I think Stafford gets MVP. But if Cooper Cup has a game like he had in the divisional round, in the conference championship, he's going to get the MVP, right? Because if he comes in here and, and, and gets another eight catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, then he might, you know, th then then he might get that MVP and he's sitting with plus 450 odds. So I'd be good with putting a bet down on Stafford and Cup and then just banking that, that one of those is going to win. Yeah, I'm, I'm not putting a single penny on any of the Bengals players. And if that costs me, that costs me. But I wholeheartedly believe the Rams win this game. I'm not putting any money on the Rams minus four. I'm not putting any money on the Rams money line. I'm putting all my money on Cooper Cup. At, I got it at plus 700, so it's a little salted down now because it makes sense. For the Rams, For if the Rams win this game, you know, and for Matt Stafford to not win, to for, for okay, let me say, let me backtrack. For the Rams to win this game and for Cooper Cup not to win the MVP, it would have to be a pedestrian, like 85 yards and a touchdown performance. I don't think the Rams win the game like that. I think that the Rams use Cooper Cup. I think that Cooper Cup's the kind of wide receiver who has the ability to break Jerry Rice's 217-yard Super Bowl record. And if he breaks that record, the Triple Crown winner, who should win Offensive Player of the Year but probably won't, is going to win the MVP. This is going to be one of those things where it doesn't happen often where a player gets shafted for a, a, an in-season award. If they put up good enough numbers to justify them getting the MVP – they win that MVP and then they have some crazy speech and, and then everyone forgets that Cooper Cup won the MVP and they think it was Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford does this whole speech 
and I'm 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 actually talking about the Tom Brady situation where everyone thought Tom Brady won the Super Bowl and he Tom Brady gave this whole great speech. Same thing's gonna happen. And they like, oh, it's actually Cooper Cup. I I don't I don't think the odds on Donald are good enough at plus nine hundred. Right. Maybe Von Miller at plus thirty eight hundred, but even those got brought down a little bit. I think the two difference makers on the on the Rams are Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and then if you have to put money on a defense player, I'm going Von Miller uh, just because Donald's getting double teamed every game. Von Miller could get uh, a few sacks in a strip sack, but I mean, I, I'm I'm living on Cooper Cup Hill. I've got so much money on it that you guys don't want to know. <laughs> every time I'd win a big bet last weekend, I put half of those earnings on Cooper Cup, so. I'm pretty leveraged on him. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a more of a team effort on the Rams defense. So, yeah. you know, uh, before ever looking at the odds, this was right after the matchup was announced. I was trying to think, you know, who was a long shot pick. And I was like, oh, Aaron Donald. But with his odds that high at plus 900, I am not comfortable with that. Yeah, um, that price is so, way too short. You know, Von Miller plus 3,800. He's been Super Bowl MVP before. So yeah. uh, why not go uh, for another? Uh, but I feel like we're we're on the same page there. I, I knew that you had big money on Cooper Cup. Uh, I will definitely be making a wager on Cooper Cup as well, uh, Stafford as a backup. But I think Rams win the game, so I think it's going to be either Stafford or Cup. Sweet. All right, let's go ahead and end it with a player prop, my friend. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you start. Guys who are listening, do not punch me in the face if this just gets blown out because this prop has a has a, it has a high volatility rate. I'm going Odell Beckham under 63 and a half receiving yards. Dude, the, oh, his over is probably one of the most popular overs ever because of his last, what, two out of three playoff games. But people are failing to remember that this is Odell Beckham, whose total was set at like 50, 45. It's so high. It's so inflated because he had those performances. I don't think he needs to have that kind of performance to beat the Bengals. And so I think he lands somewhere in that 50 mark, and I'm getting really good value at 63 and a half. I'm literally getting like, I think I'm getting like 10 yards of value. For for me, that doesn't enough. If you use the 10% rule, 10 yards of value is humongous compared to a 54 and a half uh, totals, which I think it should be set at. Yeah, I don't think that gets blown out. So I think I think you're good there. Uh, and, and also, we've seen, right, this year with, with OBJ, how uh, just because of his name, everyone always assumes, listen, I had him in fantasy. So take it from yeah. me. He was not consistently having good games ever. <laughs> Yeah. He had a great game last week, but that was it. Yeah. So I will I will get on that train with you. All right, let's go in the, let's go back to Cooper Cup for a second. All right, because this is where my player prop is going to be on Cooper Cup. There's two reasons that I'm gonna take this player prop. One, because I really like the chances for it to hit, but two, I think it's a really fun prop to cheer for the entire game. This is Cooper Cup longest reception over 28 and a half yards at minus 115. Still feel like you're getting some pretty good value here. Uh we already talked about him, right? But over his last two games, just listen, 20 catches, 325 yards, three touchdowns. This is the best wide receiver in the world right now. But his props are massively high. Uh, yeah. His yard prop is like 105 and a half. His catches, eight and a half. Now, I wouldn't have a problem taking either of those, but still a little too high for me, which brings me back to the longer, uh, longest reception. Uh, it can happen at any point in the game. Nearly 40% of his plays this season have gone for over 20. He led the league in 30-plus yard catches. Think back to the divisional round, this Bengals secondary. A.J. Brown had two catches for over 40 yards. And I said it earlier, the Rams have only allowed five sacks this entire postseason. The Bengals do not have an elite pass rush. Stafford's going to have a lot of time to look downfield. I feel like he gets cut for one of these big gains. He's also one of the best receivers after the catch. So, so many opportunities for this one to hit. 
it seems like this is a pro Cooper Cup podcast. And I'm going to make us a lot of money on Sunday. I like that a lot. Um, so I was – and why I like that a lot is when I was shopping the market, I was going to look for Matthew Stafford's longest throw, longest completion, and it was way higher than it's been all season. And so then I started, I started thinking about who is going to get these. I think it, it's really only two players. It's either Van Jefferson or it's Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson hasn't been the same Van Jefferson he was from the middle of the season to the beginning of the season. So then you start to look at Cooper Cup. And you, if Cooper Cup didn't catch so many underneath routes, he would have the highest A dot in the entire NFL. And that's facts. And when you think about how A dot works, and for those who don't know, it's average depth of target. A lot of people just only solely look at A dot. They're like, oh, this guy's A dot's so low. He's not going to get a ton of yards. He's not going to catch a bomb. What they forget are guys like Cooper Cup, who are the most important asset on that offense. He's getting the ball so many different pieces, plays, and, and times where there's, you just want to get the ball in his hands, where it kind of brings down his A dot as high as it should be. Um, so I like that. It's pretty cool. All right. I like it. Let it fly, man. This is it. Uh, before we sign off, I just want to say great football season. Yes. Uh, but for those of you listening, we have a ton of college football coverage coming at you in the offseason. That is me and Brad's favorite sport. There is a ton to talk about. Look out for our two early top 25. We're going to talk about our, our, our favorite non-conference games. Look forward to our favorite conference games, our best coaches, uh, all of it. Uh, we're going to look at recruiting rankings, complete offseason coverage for college football. We'll do some NFL coverage as well, but cannot wait to start talking about Dude, college football with you going so into the year. It's and this is going to be the most exciting uh, college football offseason because of the new transfer rules. It's free yes. agency. It, it, it's it's completely changing the game. Obviously, we could talk about this for another hour, but yeah. yes, <laughs> we are definitely getting into that because it is completely changing college football for the better. Yeah. For the better. I love what I'm seeing right now. I can't wait to talk about it. Exactly, guys. Thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to download the podcast, rate, like, and subscribe. Best of luck on your bets this week. Take care.